Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Third down and 10, blitz coming, Mayfield steps up, guns it complete, it is Odell Beckham Jr. Welcome back to the Browns and a first down for Cleveland. You got Quinn and Cleo Mack lined up together. Mayfield escapes, looking to run, penalty flag, first down and then some of Mayfield into Bears territory. Fields, a little flip, Montgomery in trouble, and he goes nowhere. The rookie, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, read it all the way and brings up fourth and two. Browns, Bears, two of the great organizations in the league. And a first and 15 after the penalty. It is Mayfield, has time, fires to a man, wide open as he inbounds. Peoples-Jones is inbounds. Second down on the fake pressure, coming and he is buried. It's a Wusu Koromoa again. Garrett was there too. Fields pressure again and he is sacked again. Miles Garrett got home and all of a sudden this Browns team that had trouble getting to the quarterback the first two weeks. Yeah, Kevin, um, can you address uh, OBJ played 52 of the 81 snaps. He talked a lot afterwards about uh, how he went as much as he could go, uh, but also that he just couldn't get his legs underneath him. Uh, Maybe just now that you've seen it on film, address what you thought of his performance and was 52 the right amount, maybe a little too much for him. And how did that go? Yeah, I thought he was productive, Mary Kay, in those 52 snaps. Uh, he was in constant communication with Coach O'Shea, Alex Van Pelt, uh, to make sure that, that he was good. I mean, any first time back, it's always going to be working through it and getting your win, uh, that type of thing. Uh, but, but I thought he did a nice job. Yeah, Coach, what did you think of JOK's performance in his first start? He played about 50% of the, the defensive snaps. He seemed to be all over the field, but you watching on film, what did you see? Yeah, I thought he played fast. I, I really thought his ball disruption was really good. You know, we didn't take the ball away yesterday, but we had a, a bunch of passes defended, and uh, JOK in particular on, on some balls to the wider, excuse me, to the running backs that they were trying to pull in. He got his uh, arm on the ball, so I thought he did a nice job there. Yeah, I, I would tell you, Tony, there's some plays that we'll have for Dimitrik each game uh, as his role will grow as he earns his role. Um, but I wouldn't read into it more than that. Okay. And then starting with the third series, Hunt came back on. And, uh, you know, after the game, Baker said, boy, he was angrier than ever. I'm wondering if he was anger, angry about not being used in his usual role those first two series. Yeah, I don't think so, but uh, I like an angry cream hunt, so I'll I'll keep I'll make a mental note of that. Gotcha.
Oh, what a difference a day makes. You know, I was just looking at a crawl on ESPN. Got NFL Live Sadir on one of the screens in TBF Central. And uh, it's the Browns are second in sacks in the league now (laughs) after that one day of getting healthy. Remember, we were talking about them not getting to the quarterback. Wow. Yeah, well, they're getting to them now. They're getting to them now. Yeah, yeah. What a difference a day makes, guys. I don't know. I mean, these Browns were so good. I just ain't going to waste any more time because we all got to hear the highlights of the good stuff that happened. And uh, now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the good stuff that happened. Yeah, baby. The Cleveland Browns. It's TBF, a Browns fans podcast. It, 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 what, what better time than coming off of a win like that? Because, listen, I'm watching that game, and in the first quarter, certainly the first two-thirds of the first half, I was, again, concerned because they were not protecting Baker very well. Okay? Right. I mean, the Bears were getting through. The Browns' offensive line was probably looking as bad as it's looked all season. Right? Oh, yeah, that's God, the worst yeah. it's been. Done. Not opening up those inside holes mm-hmm. in the job. Oh, you forget that. I'm talking about the pressure, the line. They couldn't protect the pass. Okay? Baker got sacked three times in the first half. Okay? Amazing. Um, no, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was what was amazing was to see the Browns adjust their blocking scheme and start to handle the Bears. And then when it got in the second half, they weren't just handling the Bears, they were owning their ass. Okay. There's yeah, a there's a big difference. And what you saw was a a veteran group of linemen with the second year left tackle who who gutted who's who's in the process of right before our eyes gutting out an ankle injury and doing fairly well I might add. Um, yeah, he was doing pretty good until that one play. Well, one play, I mean the guy's playing injured and it what it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a bad play and he came back and he played well after that, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just to, for reference also Baker was sacked as much as he was and still managed a very pretty darn good completion percentage. He's been pretty damn good. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. But uh, he had, he kind of, with uh, with that game, kind of yeah, blew a chance. Now, what he did was he blew a chance to do what Dak Prescott did, and that is post uh, the third best completion percentage for the first three games of the season. Baker Mayfield right. Baker Mayfield was on a pace to destroy that stat, but his game on Sunday prevented that. Because yeah. there were a number yeah. of incompletions. And then there yeah. were no there were no picks. And by the way, just so you know, a pick counts as a completion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, but it does in, in the statistics. In the statistics a pick counts for a completion. If a guy throws 17 passes and he completes 11 of them and throws one pick, that's 12 for 17, one interception. 
Okay. Yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to tell you. Yes, that's that's how that works. Okay. So you know, having said that, let's see what the hell they're saying in the city of Cleveland about the Browns. Here's here here's one right in the first headline I see. How many snaps do you think Odell Beckham Jr. took in the game? Probably about five or six. Fifty-two. Oh, nice. Odell Beckham Beckham Jr.'s 52 snaps seemed like a lot, but he was monitored. Josh Gordon is going to the Chiefs. Oh, my God. That's who he went with. They uh, had us up on there, and I was like, yeah. I I don't know why they're showing the Browns. Odell Beckham Jr. mentioned at least five times during his press conference after Sunday's 26-6 victory over the Bears that he felt like he couldn't get his legs underneath him in the first game back from his torn ACL. But it wasn't enough to stop him from playing a whopping 52 of the Browns' 81 plays for 64%. Okay. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people who are going to go as much as I can go. An exhausted Beckham said after the game, it's hard for me to sit out, but anytime I needed a break, I wasn't hesitant to take it. I pushed it, but I gave everything I could today. Coach Kevin Stefanski noted that the Browns monitored Beckham throughout the game to make sure he was okay. He was productive in those 52 snaps, Stefanski said. He was in constant communication with pass game coordinator slash wide receivers coach Chad O'Shea and offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt to make sure that he was good. Anytime, uh, any first time back, it's always going to be working through it, getting your wind and that type of thing. But I thought he did a nice job. And I did too. And and by I the way, too. by the way, speaking of, uh, I'm going to search for it here because of course, because I'm a working guy, I'm a working stiff, just like all these people from Cleveland. Um, I, I'm not prepared. I got to search for it before I can play it for you guys. But did you guys uh, see Stefanski uh, in the locker room after the Bears yeah. win? Yes. Okay. I well, we're we're yeah. gonna we're getting ready to listen to that. Let's let's find this. Oh, if I can find it. Hold on. You know, I thought you were talking about uh, how many Odell catches happened, and I no, yeah, no, snaps. Yeah. No, no. How many snaps inside the locker room? Browns beat. Okay, are you guys ready for this? This is the coolest shit in the world. Here you go, defense. Six points allowed. Uh, the nine sacks. One of eleven. That ain't it. That ain't it. You guys lied. These are lying sacks of shit. You guys could hear that, though, correct? Yeah, we could. Good. No, 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 Well, maybe it's just not there. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, but I heard that. Yeah, that was. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're, they're on. They're on course, man. They're they're, they're doing all right. <laughs> like that defense gets together a little bit. I just like that the defense stepped up, whether that be because it was a rookie quarterback or not. That maybe that's what they needed—the jolt. And so, well, I mean, this started. is the NFL, and every NFL line, no matter how good or bad, you're, you still got a fight on your hands, you know. And uh, 
I guess, I guess the the Bears' defense is just better than their offensive line. Well, I, I just want to say this. Clearly, the Browns, and, and listen, offensive linemen uh, being interviewed in the press this week have said, hey, we got some work to do. We've got to go make adjustments. But what you yeah. did see were in-game adjustments by one of the best, if not the best offensive line coach ever there was in the NFL, and he's our guy, Bill Callahan. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, I like I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be mad about that shit. Um, statistically, statistically, the Browns defense was amazing. I'm sure Jeff has some numbers for us to look at in terms numbers, of, man, Jeff, come on, in terms of what the fuck these Browns actually did in this game or, or do you not Jeffrey? Or are you like me? Well, totally I mean, fucking unprepared. Not, well, okay. Totally crazy <laughs> stuff. I mean, miles, there's a lot of sacks. Miles Garrett really caught up in sacks. He was behind as far as how he usually performs and where he'd be in the league wise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He got 5.5. Hey, he's, he's, he's also got, got the league lead now. Does he? Is he? Over yes. The other guy hasn't got more than that five. He got no. the first week. Oh, okay. Well, then, wow. Okay. So that's even that's even bigger. Jadavion mm-hmm. Clowney got two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Delpit got two more. I mean, one more. He got one more. Sorry. Joe Jackson got one. Harrison got one. So, I mean, and we had a bunch of, ha- we had some more guys with halves. Okay. They're, 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 they're finally getting um, to the point. Just entirely they- in total, Garrett was way more engaged. Remember, Garrett, the first game, what did he have? No tackles at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. He had eight solo tackles, six assists. Okay. He was just like in the game more. He had nine quarterback hits. So despite the five sacks, you know what I mean? He had nine hits in total. That means he was just at the quarterback. Clowney had seven hits. Okay. Mm. If those two are getting to the quarterback like that, we'd win every guy during game. Well, you know, let's hope that the trend continues then. Um again, to I, the point. Uh-huh. Getting to the point where you're not going to be able to double up on Miles anymore because Clowney's becoming uh, they, more of an issue. But they're going to until it's at that point. Okay. Right. So right. It, it, you could get to that point all day long, and until it's at that point, they're going to double Miles. Okay. What I will say is the big plus <laughs> to seeing in the game is less the fact that Miles Garrett got five sacks, more the fact that if you look at quarterback hits, Miles had nine, Clowney mm-hmm. had seven on the other yeah. end. But that's what but but again I want to go back to Hughes' point. Okay. Listen, if you had to choose who you were gonna double team out of Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, who gets the double team? Oh, it's Miles. Okay. So Miles is gonna continue to get doubled. Okay. Stop. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. It's if you're gonna be Miles Garrett, you're gonna take on double team. That's part of being Miles Garrett. Well, well, what we're ho- what we're hoping happens here, okay, is that Miles Garrett is probably going to have he's going to be at least normal Miles Garrett through this season, maybe a mm-hmm. little lower in sacks, right? But we get the Strahan Tuck effect, right? That uh-huh. if Clowney has a good season, Clowney, let's say Clowney posts twelve sacks this season, right? Okay, right. all mm-hmm. of a sudden going into next season, you're going to look and you're going to be like, well, do we want to double Garrett? 
And that's when you get that straight hand tuck effect going near the end of the season. If Clowney can keep doing his job, then we're going to make teams think and be like, okay, do we really want to double Garrett and let this dude do his thing on the other end? Or we're going to, are we going to try to actually cover both of these guys? Well, I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing. You, I can tell you one thing you better not do. If you're playing Cleveland is what we saw the Chicago bears do. And that where that running back stayed back to protect the quarterback. And I don't know what that thing he called a block that he threw at Miles was, but then he just went on as if he had done something. Right. And and the quarterback no, 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 no. promptly got yeah. sacked. And right. the quarterback what they did was they did what the running back was wrong. What KC did to us with the running back was right. What KC mm-hmm. was doing to mm-hmm. Miles as soon as he passed that guy, as soon as he was off of the lineman, okay, mm-hmm. the running back was in his face. Right, okay. in his he face, not not chipping him and acting like he's running an outlet route. That's what's yeah. going to slow Garrett, because you have to slow Garrett before he gets there, not like when he's on it. He mm-hmm. tossed that dude aside. Well, know, exactly. Like, now, now speaking of how bad, how a bad performance or, or a good performance on the Browns' defense part can totally fuck up the life of somebody. Um, after Browns sacked Justin Field nine times, Dan Orlosk, Orlovsky, of of ESPN, I know you know who Dan is. Um, calls for Matt Nagy to be fired for the worst game plan I've ever seen in my life. Now I'm going to read the quote for the, of Dana Orlovsky because it's just funny. Oh, wow. the yeah. Chicago the Chicago Bears should fire Matt Nagy today. Orlovsky said on ESPN's Get Up because yesterday's game plan, which was the worst one I've ever seen in my life was either negligence or intentional. It's been 149 days since the Bears drafted Justin Fields. You had 149 days to start to build a game plan around the skill set of this young man, and it was an embarrassment. Wow. That's now, 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 let me tell you something. Justin Fields threw for 47 net yards, right? But yeah. when you subtract the sacks, he threw for one net passing yard. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, as good as he is, he's still a rookie. And like that, that their offensive line was like a six after a while. <clears throat> well, as good as he is, nobody in the NFL has seen it. Okay. That's the truth. I mean, he's no Lamar Jackson. Let's not. I don't move. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that that Justin Fields was unlucky enough to be drafted by the Chicago Bears who have Matt Nagy as head coach who really looks like he he ain't up to the task of coaching an athletic quarterback like Justin Fields he's trying to treat him like he's Andy Dalton yeah right yeah that that's not going to work so um here, here's an interesting one. The uh, uh, oh, screw you know what? Never mind. We can talk about it ourselves. But uh, I was I was going to look at the article on the plane dealer about you know the defensive grades. But then you click and it says, oh, this is for elite subscribers. Well, you know what? Screw you, plane dealer, and yeah, your elite subscription I'm not shit. Elite. Yeah, what the fuck ever. Um, Anyway, Browns rookie Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora runs around, makes plays in best game of young career, and he was one of the highlights of the day. Yeah, he was. Um, also, 
again, you had so many good things. You had Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks. You had a JOK with a sack and just all kind of pass breakups and everything else he was doing. Then you had Demetric Felton, and I just can't say enough good things about that young man. And um, Baker Mayfield, just fucking impressive, just looking like he's supposed to be there. How about that touchdown to Cooper? Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, to, to Hooper. I mean, to Hooper. Hooper. Oh, that, 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 that pass and that catch, that's where the ball had to be. He, it couldn't have been anywhere else. Perfect, perfect timing on uh, both their parts. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was the kind of throw that you, well, if as a Browns fan, you know, since Bernie Kosar, you've been watching other teams' quarterbacks make those throws. Right. When's the last time we had a guy can make a throw like that, Jeff? Been a Forever. minute, man. Yeah, I mean, a- if you really think about it, it's honestly been since Tim Couch. Tim Couch, I mean, we could forget Tim Couch showed actual real flashes of being really good. His arm just was became absolute trash. So it's probably been since Tim Couch, if we're yeah. really honest about it. Oh, the only other guy will give something because I'm still one of those people that stand by he he could have worked out he could have worked out better than what went uh, uh-huh. if i'm getting the quarterback correctly the year we had Peyton Hillis there was that Dorsey uh i can't remember yes yeah ken dorsey wow ken dorsey really did not do he did a pretty good job uh, that yeah year. he was just so he looked like he could break any moment oh yeah i mean he was the smallest he might have been smaller than like in memory, yeah. anyway, he might have been smaller than John Manziel, honestly. Well, not but, not not height wise, not height wise, yeah, but he was a wise, he was yeah, a he thin was a, dude. He was a yes, thin was. dude. Yeah, but he did go some other places, become a serviceable serviceable backup. Okay. Who's the guy that used to? Who's the guy that used to play in Tampa Bay? Um, and he was he was so thin it made his helmet look like it was shaped like a bobblehead. No, it just had space in between the sides of his head and the helmet. You could see it. His head was so thin. What was that guy's name, man? The quarterback. He was yeah, before Jameis Winston. Before Jameis Winston. Before they drafted <clears throat> drafted Jameis, he was the quarterback. He's still in the league, by the way. I cannot. Wow. We. I wonder if we could look. Uh, oh, I am. I'm looking it up as we speak. What do you mean? And you're well, right. I wonder Ian, if we can look at this. He was up. a lot taller than I thought he was. Holy How tall shit, was he? he was 6'5". No shit. Yeah. That's just, just memory does not serve me correctly remembering 6'5". You know what I, I mean? I didn't think he but, was 6'5". I mean, how, how? oh, never mind. Wow, 6'5". Did not think that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't, 6'5 was definitely not the height that was coming to me there. But yeah, 6'5". <clears throat> Mike Glennon. Mike, yeah, but, Mike Glennon, that's the guy I'm Mike talking Glennon. about. Yeah. That uh wow, he was a flash in the pan, wasn't he? Mm, he was their quarterback for for a bit. Let's look it up. I'm going to the Wikipedia page for Mike Glennon. Uh, he played he pl- he was uh drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the third round of the twenty thirteen draft. And he, his NFL career statistics show that he played four seasons with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He is uh, then went to Chicago, Arizona, Oakland, 
And he is now in Jacksonville, and he is the backup for Trevor Lawrence. What was that in about the uh, what mid two thousands or something like that? No, twenty thirteen. Oh wow. Oh well, I guess I wasn't watching Tampa Bay much back then. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, but oh, I, and I'm sorry, wrong quarterback. It's not Ken Dorsey. It was Colt McCoy. That's who I was. Oh thinking. yeah, Colt McCoy could throw Ken the ball. Dorsey. Absolute wrong guy. Colt okay. Is the one I was thinking about. Yeah, but you know, okay, and I'll, I just want to say this about Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy showed all kind of potential. I remember when he was the uh, when the quarterback in the championship game against Deshaun Watson. Okay, right. they give you an idea of placing him at a time. Okay, Colt. Right. Colt played great. He played great for the Browns, but he was justifiably so a third round draft pick. Right. I mean, he was okay. only had a 75 quarterback rating, so I'm yeah. not saying he played amazing, but. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's unfortunate because at that time, how would you know? That's when we had the Holmgren regime there and we were dealing with fucking Pat Shermer as the head coach. And I, I really, you know, guys, let's let's talk about today. I don't want to talk about then. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it no, brings no. back we bad just, memories. I know this is just coming off as like, who we had since we throw a pass like that. Yeah, and yeah. really, I'm just like, if yeah. you think about it, I'm even mentioning Colt McCoy and Couch. It's like, okay, well, yeah, basically nobody. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. We're that's pretty lucky right now. We're pretty that's, lucky. And then the, br- the Ravens. Fuck the Ravens. Good dude, man. I just here, here. I was here. I'm thinking that the Lions pulled one off, and you know, I'm watching this. I'm watching. Listen, I'm not watching this live. I'm not doing like red zone or anything. I'm just seeing this score sitting there on my screen on my computer, and it's like, you know, it's 26 seconds left, and the Ravens are down by a point, right? Or down by no. two points. Down by two yeah. points, right? Yeah. And so I, you know, and then. And then, then they won by a point, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then I saw it, and I'm like, you're kidding me. A 66-yard field goal hits the freaking crossbar and bounces over. And breaks Dempsey's record. What the Oh, no, hell? no. Dempsey's record, Dempsey's record had been broken. Oh, when okay. was it broke? By, uh, by uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Hold on, hold on. That's what the internet is for. It was, he was a Denver Bronco. It was done in Denver. Uh, field goal, NFL field goal records. What a humble on that field goal, dude. Please. I don't know. If Phil Dawson had kicked it for the Browns, you wouldn't have called it a humble. Oh, please. No, uh, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. When, when Phil... He had the leg to hit the bar, though. That's, that, that, does, that means a lot. And that's, what I'm tr- and that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Don't you can't take you can't take away Justin Tucker's the the dude is it, it, he, okay Justin Tucker's sixty six yard there have been six sixty three yards field goals okay right. six okay yeah <clears throat> and they are Sebastian Janikowski of the Raiders in twenty eleven. Graham Gano of the Panthers in 2018, Jason Elam of the Broncos in 1998, and Tom Tom Dempsey of the Saints in 1970, and David Akers of the 49ers in 2012 all hit 63-yard field goals. Matt Matt Prater 
broke that record for the Broncos. Okay. And it's now the second longest with a 64-yard field goal. So prior to yesterday, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, prior to Sunday, Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal, Matt Prater was the <clears throat> the holder of the record. Um, I'm sure he's pissed off about that now. God damn right. it, Justin you Tucker. Know, it, and that field goal was straight down the line. I mean, it was straight the whole way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Give him his props, but still, what fucking luck! Holy shit! Hey, speaking of luck, how about them Bengals? <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I think I don't think it was luck. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers got some work to do, man. And I think we should watch oh, some film on that. No, <laughs> no. I mean, okay, the Steelers can have work to do, and the Bengals can still have gotten lucky. If you think the Bengals are a good team, think again, okay? <clears throat> the Bengals have some good skill position players, but they just aren't close to complete, okay? Yeah. And so, so what I'm trying to tell you is based on rosters, okay? Capabilities, rosters, skill position players, everything else. The Steelers are supposed to beat the Bengals yesterday. I mean, on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. Okay. The Bengals got lucky. Okay. Uh, Come on. The Bengals hadn't beat the Steelers in 17 straight outings. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't watch the game. So, what do you think? What happened there, really? I mean, they got lucky. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger got old. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that. Yeah. That's what well, that's if you look at him, if you look at time he's getting sacked and rushed, he he can't, he can't. He he's can't. always his big tangible has always been like, you can't get me down no way. And it and it's straight craftiness and through size, right? He's just a step slower, and that step slower now is enough that you can't. Well, do that. it's like Peyton Manning in his last season. It's bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's real bad. Now, Mike Tomlin. Now here's what we find out. Here's what we find out. Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, and the Roonies. Between them, are they going to bench Ben? Or are they going to no, let it play out? Nah, they ain't gonna do I don't know. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you something. At one and two, if Ben comes out and throws a fucking duck, okay, next week, don't you have to put, uh, come on, what's their backup's name? Uh, um, the guy, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't don't you have to give Mason the rock and say, because come on, Mason Rudolph can do better than this. Oh, yeah, you're right. And, you know, uh, let me ask you this. I'll put it, I'll, maybe I'll say it like a statement. I bet you Ben isn't starting next year. Oh, they can- no, no. This is, listen, he's all but said it himself. This is the farewell tour, guys. Okay, oh. he's not planning on it. This is Ben's last season. But, I'd, you know, if the Steelers want to have a shot at the playoffs, they're going to have to sit Ben. Right. No doubt. Okay, because if they keep playing like they're playing, because he ain't getting no help. He ain't got no running game, and that offensive no. line is atrocious. Dude. Dude I can't wait. I can't wait till we play. Okay, but you got to be able to get the ball to him, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah you know. Dude. 
a receiver, a, a receiver can't help you ass. Okay, if you're on the ground. Okay, if you're on. Say, say, yeah. say what you. Oh, you gonna well, say. I say I can't wait till we play the Steelers. It's a oh, shit, man. I'm telling you, dude, for real. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. But, oh my goodness, can't. That's gonna be a day. So yeah, Bengals Steelers, man. I can't believe, man, that it went like that. I mean, I'm just, I'm happy it did. Well, do you think it's time to look at the game book, boys? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Okay, so it was sunny. It was 68 degrees. It was outdoor. The oh. turf was grass. The Browns were pumped. And the Chicago Bears, geez, man, they came out looking like they were going to give us a fight, too, man. And they had on their 75th anniversary <laughs> uniforms. So, here you go. Rushing. This, this is telling. The Bears combined uh, for a total of 46 yards rushing. Wow. 10 that from Montgomery. Good. 10 from Montgomery. For 34 yards with an average of 3.4, carrying a long of 16. And then one from Justin Fields where he actually ran for, well, I'm sorry, three for Justin Fields for 12 yards. And he actually ran once for seven yards on us. <coughs> I do not. I don't remember that. But I, I'll take it. I, I believe it. Interesting um, stat for us after that game, just the whole we're talking about rushing. Kareem Hunt is now 5.7 per attempt, and Nick mm-hmm. Chubb is right behind him with 5.5. Now, interestingly enough, and let's look at this. In the game, Kareem Hunt was 8.1 per attempt. Yes. And Nick Chubb with an uncharacteristic 3.8 per carry. Yeah, uncharacteristic to say the least. Well, but listen, they were focused. Listen, the Bears were focused on Nick Chubb. And this is the beauty of having Kareem Hunt. Because when you can go from A to B, and, you know, listen, tackling Nick Chubb and tackling Kareem Hunt are different different specifications yeah yeah because they got different running styles and everything so and we were we were talking about this and i think we might have even talked about this a little bit on the last podcast how that that was going to play later in the season we already saw it early though where you have chubb and it's like okay chubb they're stopping him but cream is a different kind of hard to tackle and he weared on them a bit because remember chubb comes in after kareem Okay, on some of those final drives, and now Chubb was getting yards. Right, Kareem right. had softened everything up. Absolutely, and I I love the approach. When one don't work, try the other, and then just keep banging, keep banging, keep banging. Yes, yeah, man. I was <laughs> now now let's look at let's look at these. Uh, so Chubb ran twenty two times for eighty four yards, average three point eight, along a fourteen. Cunt. Carried the ball. He only carried the ball 10 times for 81 yards. Average of 8.1 a carry, long of 29 and a touchdown. Now, in addition to his work in the running game, Kareem Hunt was targeted seven times on passes, caught six of them for 74 yards, an average of 12.3 a carry and a long of 23. Hmm. Baker Mayfield yeah, ran. That long pass. Yeah. yeah, Baker Mayfield ran uh, four times for thirty-one yards, 
Averages okay. 7.8 a carry. Like I said, dude, he's not running quarterback my ass. No, he's not. You know no, what? He he's not. slower than a lot of them, yeah. but he's still mobile enough. He's Odell free. Beckham Jr. ran once. O- Odell Beckham Jr. ran once for 10 yards. Nice. Nice. Uh, uh, D- Johnson? Johnson, he actually ran in the game? No kidding. Yeah, did did we talking about? Did Johnson, Johnson, D do whatever his fucking name is. Johnson, our running back. Oh my god. Oh, oh okay. okay. I, yes, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Well, but he's still there, and he ran in the game twice for nine yards, oh, an average of four and a half. 30, my bad. Okay, yeah. and he ran in the game twice. For nine yards, an average of four and a half, along of five, okay? And Case Keenum ran the ball three times for, for two yards. Man. On the final drive, Baker Mayfield didn't oh. play. Case Keenum was the quarterback. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you watched that game. I, I watched the game, man, but I, I didn't see that. I thought <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't know the difference between number six and what's he, what Keenum, number 10? Apparently, I mean, yeah, okay, there, was a, you know, there was a big crowd, a lot of talking, you know, get distracted. Yeah, well, okay. I, I know my, I know when my quarterback's in and when he's been replaced. I keep track of that shit. I, it's just one hey, of them things. By the way, though, what? by the way, Odell Beckham Jr. did look pretty good. Yeah. For him yeah. not being 100%, that's like if we did, you and know. Baker. Yeah. So anyway, we combined for 215 yards rushing. But that ain't the good news. We also had 246 yards passing. Okay? So the way that shaped out for Baker Mayfield is 19 of 31. Okay? Which, you know, you could have a better... After having posted 84% completion rating the previous week, it's a little bit of a letdown to see Baker... Yeah, right. You know, just yeah. in this back in the sixties, you know. Um Yeah. But having said that, a touchdown, a long of twenty six, zero interceptions, and you know, but for but for a skewed completion percentage, it would have been better than a ninety seven quarterback rating, but it was certainly better than the forty one point two rating that Justin Fields posted for the game. And he wasn't forcing the ball to him. He was he was flowing with the game, man. It was it was great. It was, it was, but let's just say this. While he might not have been forcing the ball to Beckham, he was certainly featuring Beckham. Well, not no not any more than he did Landry when Landry was in, I don't think. Okay. I mean, I'll I'll just tell you this. Who caught the most balls? Of the Browns on Sunday, I mean, I would, I would think it would be uh, Beckham. It's Odell Beckham. He was targeted yeah. nine times. Nine mm-hmm. times he was targeted. Yeah. He caught five balls, guys. Right. Okay, that means that on four, and I, I got to look at those incompletions, and I haven't gone back and looked at it, so I don't know. But the mind says, based on past history that there were four times that he's trying to hit Odell that he was either off or shouldn't have been throwing to him in the first place. Because if uh, you get was- the ball in the vicinity of Odell Beckham Jr. within arm's length, 
Right. He go catch that ball. He was definitely off on two that I remember. The other two I can't recall though. I'm I'm not sure. I'm just saying that I don't I don't think he had a lot of choice, you know, not to focus on Odell when it came comes to wideouts because I mean, the only other people he had was Peoples Jones and uh and Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. Right. By the way, did contribute. I mean, they did did, contribute. Both of them target. Both of them targeted twice. Both caught both balls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hooper at the tight end position was great. Okay. But what's what I find interesting is there was only two touchdowns scored by the Browns, y'all. Right. Okay. Again. Every yeah. game, every game is in an entity unto itself. But the Browns and their style of play, okay, they got away with that against the Bears. But you got you you got to have better point totals if you're talking about competing with with like the Chargers or, and with the, with anybody that means something in the AFC right now. Yeah, right. Interesting thing. <laughs> Our mm-hmm. running attack is, it's doing so good right now. Mm. We're like, I, I know we're probably leading this for the league. And, and but, we haven't uh, even hit the point where we're going to, I mean, you know what I mean? We haven't even hit the point where where we're going to be. It's like, Right. Well, the league hasn't softened up yet. Weather and stuff starts hitting, running games get better. Um, so the fact that we're doing this good, this, this early is really good. But yeah. Chubb is... Fourth place, tied right now with 13 first down runs. Okay, Hunt wow, is very close to him with nine. The lead for the league is Derrick Henry with 18. Okay, I gotta Holy believe. Shit. I gotta believe wow. our running backs combined were probably number one in the league. Okay, yeah, in first down runs. Okay, like it. Well, Chubb wait. You like said three. Chubb has how many? 13. How many Hunt have? Nine. Well, 13 and nine is 22. That's better yeah, than 18. Yeah, there yeah, you go. I mean, look, our combined, <laughs> them combined are doing really good. Look, they're averaging, Chubb's averaging 87.3 a game, right? And Kareem is up to now 23rd in the league, which is awesome for your second back, okay? Right. Your second yeah. back of attack is ranked 23rd with 55. Okay, right. hey guys, guys, like hold on. I'm watching. I'm seeing something on the uh, TV here, and I just got to say this. You know, you know the Bucks lost, right? Right. Well, you know, right. you only you only hear this shit after they lose. But Rob Gronkowski is dealing with a rib injury. His X-ray results were promising. Anyway, <laughs> well, what the fuck ever. Too. I mean, that shot was a big shot. So okay, I'm but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I don't think I, I'm, I don't know. Listen, does Rob Gronkowski strike you as the brightest bulb in the box? Uh, no, he's got a good personality. I didn't ask you if he had a good personality. I said, does Rob Gronkowski strike you as the brightest bulb in the box? 
No, he does not strike. I bet he's fairly smart. I bet no, I bet he's real smart, but he don't come off that way. He comes off like he's too stupid. He comes off like he's too stupid to hurt. Okay. It reminds me of a conversation I was just having with somebody and they were like his commercials, like he does really good in them because like it seems like his personality is just to be like you know, and it works well. Yeah. Hold on. I love his USAA commercial. You've seen that, right? Where he's trying to fake Getting the military insurance at USAA. Oh, they say right, right, they say right. no. It's only for military people. That's why we're special. And Rob's like, I'm special. And I'm the special. And, the, and the lady is like, um, yeah. She just gets okay. that look. Like, hey, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, all right. So the um. The numbers that matter for the Browns. Let's look how they shook out for this game, guys. First downs, 26 to 6. Well, we won that battle, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, we- Third down efficiency. We we still ain't where we're supposed to be. We were eight for 17, guys. Okay. 47%. Yeah, but 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 let me say this. If you want to go in and get 47% of your third downs. Well, if you can hold the other guys to 9.1%, I guess that's okay. They were one for 11 on third downs, okay? When we started, yeah, we started pitching three and outs like there was no tomorrow. Here, have another one. Here, have another one, (laughs) Fourth down efficiency. Well, I find it interesting that we went for it on fourth down again ever in that game after Baker getting sacked twice. Okay. But it was like, a, man, if we'd have come up with another fourth down in field goal range and, and, and Stefanski did not take the field goal, I was going to be livid. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is not working. Fourth down in field goal range. This bears defense. And then, <laughs> and then listen, if you were going to do it the first time, they sacked Baker, right? The second time I go for that fourth down, I'm sorry, it's going to be a running play or I'm just kicking the ball. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah. they, but he didn't and they did. And it was like, I hope they've learned their lesson now. And it, and they apparently did. <laughs> right. I know. I was like, what the word? Uh, the turnovers, turnovers. Let's look at that. Were there any turnovers? I don't think we, uh, had any turnovers the fumbles and loss so the bears did fumble once but did not lose it okay right right didn't we did get a did we get a pick no. i thought I, I i i vaguely remember one but not it's not vivid in my uh, number of yards interception returns zero for zero kickoff returns fumbles penalties no, let me go back and look at the individual statistics for defenders just to make sure because I, I feel like there was an well, interception it, somewhere. It was a it was a fun game to watch though. I mean, it was so much. I, I had a ball. Yeah. So no, Justin Fields threw no picks. Okay. Baker mailed. Well, so there were there were no interceptions in the game. Okay. And. So there were, we didn't win the turnover battle, but we didn't lose it. Okay. And time of possession is, this is the way you want to see it. 
39 minutes and 34 seconds of a 60-minute game, the Browns had the ball. Nice. Beautiful. Sweet. Textbook yeah. shit, man. Textbook shit. Uh, you know, Minnesota beat the Seahawks, but I think we should be able to handle the Minnesota Vikings. Well, listen, at some point, if you're if you're trying to handicap your team and you're looking at the team they're about to play and then looking at the team they played last week and you're trying to make something out of that, stop. Okay. It don't work that way. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, Minnesota, they're going to be up for the Browns, okay? Sorry, but it's, it's not a secret anymore. Everybody knows. Any team is going to be up for the Browns now. Now, here's a question I got. By, by rights, if it hadn't been for Browns' mistakes, the Kansas City Chiefs would be 0-3 right now. I was I was thinking that same thing. I was like, man, that crazy? not giving them that game. Okay. Ain't that crazy? Mm-hmm. It would be 0-3 right now. And an 0-3 that is all attributed to their defense, not their offense. Yeah. Oh, They're and scoring the points. Yeah. A little housekeeping here. Uh for right now, um, the only email address that works is actually Paul at this Browns fan.com. Okay. okay. All right. So, all right. That's, and that's for the listeners, not for you. You're not going to email me. Are you, Hugh? I don't, I, I don't need gonna, I, w- I mean, well, I was, I don't like, need any more email. <laughs> I don't need any more email from, I just from, wanted to help you out there, brother. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight. Um, and, uh, there's just going to be a lot of stuff coming up as the season progresses is on the podcast. Um, again, bad week for me. I had, I had a hell of a week. Hey, I actually saw Jeffrey uh, this this past week, so that was good. Yeah, got <clears throat> got to nice. go, go to Valdosta and see my guy. What game was that we watched? Uh, we watched the Panthers and the, the uh, Panthers game. That's right. Who did, who, yeah, the Panthers oh, yeah. look good. Yes, they did, and that's the watching the Panthers versus Houston was interesting because the Panthers like played Houston the reverse of what we did. They were like the anti us. They was like Bizarro World. So it was like what we didn't do on defense, okay, they did, and what we did on offense, they didn't, okay. So, oh wow! Like, but they still like, won the game, right? No, they still won. Yeah, but it, they did it like reverse of what we did. Oh, we okay. did it with offense and like our defense was like, where was our defense? Oh, okay, right, oh, right. They mm-hmm. did it where their offense was like, what offense do they have? But their defense was crazy good. So right. it was, yeah, it was just like the same team. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. watched the Browns play, except <coughs> beat them like the exact opposite way that we did. Right. So. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I th- I, honestly, I wanted Philly to be more in that Dallas game, but boy, they Dallas had their number. Whew. They were like just about worthless. Wow, I you know it's very interesting. They're talking about the Vikings right now on uh, Fantasy Focus, and uh, three of the next four Vikings games they play are at home. 
Oh, really? Oh, nice, nice little stretch right there. Mm-hmm. Good, good for them. Wow. <clears throat> and in our case, um, we actually travel to the Vikings this coming week, don't we? And then to San Diego. And now the San Diego Chargers just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I know. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Well, dude, these, I mean, listen. Every game's not going to be an easy game, and these are some of the games that should have been easy, uh, given right. what you were speculating based on last year. Again, that's what I always tell you. Based on, based on past performance ain't always the way to go. But if, right. if, 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 if the Browns are who they say they are, who we say they are, then you welcome these games. You don't, but, but, but again, the next three games for the Browns are key. You got the Vikings, then you got the Chargers, and then you come home and you host the Cardinals. Yeah. And by the way, the Broncos are no slouch this year. Oh, uh, no, they're not. I saw that, man. What their record is like 3-0, and oh, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, lot, not many undefeated teams left. No, and the ones that are aren't the ones that are supposed to be there. Yeah, I mean, come on. We have the undefeated uh, Oakland Ra- I mean, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I mean, the league looks very competitive this year for there already to be like like are the are the Raiders as good? I've I hear a lot of people saying that they think the Raiders are better than the Browns. Is that true? The Raiders, well, look, Derek no. Carr is a, a good quarterback. <coughs> right now, it's just it's not like it was last season. If you think about the Raiders last season, I don't think they're much different of a team. You remember how many close games the Raiders lost mm-hmm. last year? Right. The, right. If you if the Raiders just have a little better luck next season, all a lot of that they could have been like a a, a nine ten win team easy. Okay. I I mean listen. The problem the Raiders got is that they're playing in the West, and they've also got San Diego and the Chiefs and the Broncos to contend with. Right. Now the truth is, the Raiders are atop of that division, tied for first place with the Denver Broncos, looking down at the Chargers and the Chiefs. Now, who okay. has the most passing yards in the league right now? Is it Derek Carr? It's Derek Carr. Yeah, damn. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, one thing you're probably not going to see, not while Nick Chubb's on the roster anyway, is Baker Mayfield with the most passing yards in the league. Okay. <laughs> so- no, but Baker, with, with that said, though, I'll let you know that Baker is not doing very bad. Okay. Mm-mm. No, he's, not at he's, all. If, um, I can't remember where. I know last week, what, he was near top five. He's not in the top five, but he's he's in the better top half of the league. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. through the three games and being what his role is in it right now. Okay. He's still mm-hmm. throwing 73% despite, you know what I mean? That, which is still mm-hmm. like top five in the league or near it that I'm, if I'm correct. And he's posting over a hundred quarterback rating. You know, right? I'm just, I'm just yeah, thinking I mean, about once we get like maybe three, four more games under our belt. Wow. I can't wait to watch. Well, what that. I'm interested in seeing out of most of anything from the offense, I just want, 
I can't wait till all the receivers are back healthy and seeing what happens. That would be nice. When yeah. we get a play action, right? When we have a running oh. game like we got, we got play action and we have Landry and Odell Beckham on the field together. They don't know who's getting the ball. It's yeah, like, that's like, that's when it's going to be sweet because it's going to have a defense like you you don't want to blow that shit. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. yeah, that's when it's so going to be sweet. Jeff. Well, thank God um, in the case of Jarvis that it was a sprain. And, you know, look, a sprained ligament takes a while to heal, but it ain't months. It's weeks. Right. I think we'll have him back when we need him back. I think if I was speculating just looking at the schedule, I think we'll probably see Jarvis either for the Cardinals or the Broncos game. Okay. By the way, those are the first two games of a three-game homestand which is Cardinals, Broncos, Steelers, and that's after we handled this two-game road stint of Vikings, Chargers. So what I'm looking at, and I said, if you're going to be realistic, I'm thinking more almost definitely for the Broncos game, which is, by the way, a Thursday night game. All right? So you you got, you, you play on Sunday, you play, the Cardinals on October 17th. And then four days later, you come, the Broncos come to town and you play them. So at least you don't have to travel for it. Now are the, is the Arizona Cardinals, are they after San Diego? Yes. We got our, our next four games. I just said it. Our next four games are on the road, Vikings, Chargers, and then at home, Cardinals, Broncos. You know, it's really weird. I'm not worried about the Vikings, really. I mean, every game, like you said, but I'm concerned about Arizona, San Diego, and Denver. Yeah, well, the other thing I think you're going to have to worry about is what comes after Denver. And that is on October 31st. Pittsburgh. And if you don't think that a sub-500 Pittsburgh Steeler team is something to worry about, yeah, they'll be motivated, won't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if anything, they'll be motivated against us. Right. Right. No, no matter how bad they are or how good we are, this yeah, always. They'll come into Cleveland and they'll want to. No, no, I, I just want to say this. You're, you're talking, Hugh, what you're talking about is what used to be the Brown Steelers rivalry, okay? <clears throat> it don't matter how bad either team is. They're always. It is never before last season been that way since 99 okay that's why right. we haven't I been think, good enough yeah I, I now think, i think it's getting there though you know? but okay all right it has never been that way since 99 until last year when we went and beat them two games in a row okay right. And, I, you know, let's not make more out of that than what it is, and let's not make less of it than it is, okay? But it is what it is. And so the Steelers are going to be up for that game, but it's the Browns' job to be up for that game. Really? They, better not look, they better not look at a poor record Steelers team with an aging Ben Roethlisberger and, and let and up like, at all, and let up at all. Okay. Right. Or don't worry. We got this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, guys, anything for the good of the order? Because we're not going to stick around and talk a long time. Uh, say over and over and over again. Hey, they won. They won. And I, yeah, they did. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. I don't have too many advanced stats because uh, those <clears throat> don't update till tomorrow. The oh. site I've been using to kind of scout those, okay. those stats out. So, but <clears throat> I mean, what I can say from like what I see of the stats is, I mean, we offense <clears throat> showed up. Okay. So right now you're like the Browns are in a good position because. I'm going to take because it was the Bears and it's hard to judge how how much that meant what we did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We just beaten up on a on a on a down team. OK, mm-hmm. or are we going right. to go into next week and our, our defense can be like, OK, that's what we needed. This is going to get us going. Here we are. You know what I mean? So I, we'll see. You know, I think. We, go ahead. Uh, I'm just saying, if we have that balance right now, what we have going on with the running game and yeah. Baker throwing as efficiently as he can, okay, and if our defense can play right even half as good as they did last week, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm not worried about him. I I just think you know, orange is better than purple. You know, well, yeah, well, <laughs> it's 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 a lot brighter. It's a lot. It's more positive. Right? I'm not. I'm not talking no shit about no purple man because purple, <laughs> and purple, one should know, is the color of royalty for a reason. Right. It was epics. Well, but it was the reason it was the color of royalty is because the specific substance to make the color dye to dye fabric purple was ridiculously expensive and hard to get okay okay, in the old world okay and i believe that they use indigo to make purple if i'm not mistaken i i i would i don't i don't i vaguely remember that that but 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 again only kings could afford it okay right yeah but on the, on the, on that token, if you go in the past and you know shit that was expensive, right? It, here's one. This totally off the football subject, but what the hell? It's interesting. Sure. So, for the edification of the mind, <clears throat> if if you were like a a citizen of America in say like the 1800s, right? Turn of the century into the mm-hmm. early ninth, into the early 20th century, right? And and you were just somebody brought you forward, you know, eighty years into the future, and then you sat down, and you're around a bunch of people, and they're drinking cans of soda, and then crunching those cans up and throwing them away when they're done. You'd be like, these people are ridiculously rich, because turns out aluminum was ridiculously expensive to make before the process of making aluminum out of bauxite was refined and and made much more affordable okay right yeah so so much so that aluminum was actually at one time more expensive than platinum really right get the it was it was such a it was such a prestigious metal that they made the capstone the very point 
at the top of the obelisk of the Washington Monument out of aluminum to I'm show gonna, I'm, I'm, to I'm, show I'm, what to show how rich our nation was. Now they're like aluminum. Now it's like pick aluminum. aluminum. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So they covered it in tin foil. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's Damn. it. That's funny. Uh, yeah. It is. It is absolutely. But there's an interesting thing. You say tin foil, right? Because foil used to be tin. It didn't used to be aluminum. There was no aluminum foil. Why would you take the most expensive metal in the world and make right. foil out exactly. of it? And make, <laughs> exactly. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, so, um, you know, tin foil. When they say tin foil, that's because it was a thing. Okay. Could, could you imagine that? Going to the jewelry store and it's like, I just bought an aluminum ring. Yeah, yeah. Hey, baby, I got you. I got you aluminum. I got you. fourteen carat aluminum aluminum yeah. ring here. There, there you go. It's like lightweight too. Feel the lightness. Yes, it's Is that uh, real. Yes, it's real. Oh my God, I've never seen that much aluminum in one place. And yeah, that's funny. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Yeah, but hey happened in the world we in which we live so anyway um guys thanks for getting together and and listen i hope we have as pleasurable of a win to talk about next week as we did this week because it it was fun i i mean it was actually this is the first time this season that i've actually just had real fun watching yeah yeah, oh, that's what the I think. Yeah, looked bro. like they were having fun. That's why fun I'm saying, like, I there. think it's going to travel into the next game. I think this was yeah. good. I think yeah. good. Yeah, I think you're starting to see. Okay, so now remember, last, last, last podcast, we talked about the prudence or lack thereof of holding out veteran players on the defense specifically uh, from the preseason. And and let's see how they come out of the back end of the first four games is what I said. Because if you if you if you come out of the back end of the first four games and you're three and one, I hey I can't argue with your strategy. If you're two and two or below, yeah. So listen, I I don't expect to see a drop off. I think the defense is actually finding their rhythm. I think the offense has already found theirs. Um. I think it's going to be good. I think this is going to yeah. be good. Yeah, me yeah. too. I think so too. Just got to get rid of the pesky penalties. I mean, you know, the false starts and stuff like that. Well, yeah. That 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 well, hurt. More more to that though. That stuff's going to happen sometimes. The good thing is the old Browns, that stuff would have absolutely I mean, it did prevent us in the first game, but it barely prevented us, okay? And right. the old Browns Mistakes and stuff like that would have flipped the game like we just had yesterday. Even right. though we're doing, so oh, good oh my God, we can still you, lost it. Think about it. Okay. Think about this. Let's think about the first quarter. Okay, you you, you can't get they. Can, I mean, they just couldn't get a yard running. Man, Chubb is getting stuffed for two yards and for losses and shit. Baker yeah. Mayfield's getting sacked on the fourth down trying to pass. Okay, in the past. If the Browns had come against that kind of opposition to their running game, they just walked away from it. They just stopped running and were passing all day. Right. And of course, and that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. For disaster. 
Hey, hey guys, I forgot to bring up something, and I meant to bring this up way before this, and I know we're getting ready to get off. That penalty call against Johnson the third. Oh my God, that was so. That should have been a no call. Well, no, uh, no, absolutely not. No, it was absolute pass interference. He extended both of his arms. He he was touching the guy, and he extended both of his arms. It's the actual definition of the rule. Okay, but he didn't push him though. Is what it I'm saying. doesn't like, matter. He extended well, both of his arms. You read the rule. I, if you extend both arms. Okay, it's a pass interference, dude. Here's here's the Can thing. Can I just say I see games where that is yes. not called. It but, seems like they always okay, call that shit in but the rounds. I'm telling you that it was textbook. That was a pass interference call. I respectfully disagree. Well, <laughs> well no, no, no. Well, it's right. No, it is absolutely textbook. But even the announcer said, and eh, even the announcer was kind of like, "Oh man, they get away with that all the time." Oh yeah. Argue with it because all Johnson had to do there is not extend his arms. He already got the what he needed out of it. He didn't have to him not extending his arms would have not changed that result of that. Okay. Right. They were thrown to the guy. Weren't they thrown to the guy beyond him, not to the one in front of him? Well, that pass was meant for the other guy behind him, I yeah, think. Yeah, regardless of that though. If he doesn't extend it, oh, it won't change it. If he doesn't fully extend his arms out, it, the guy still doesn't catch it. Okay, that's true. This so, is true. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it was. It, listen, it don't extend the arms it's out. A, what, if you what, extend them out. It's there, uh, but it. but Coach Stefanski is going to tell you right there. That's just a learning opportunity. Okay, yeah, it is. And you're all right. right. All right. So there you yeah. go. And I don't think you're going to see Johnson with that issue again. No. No, I don't think okay. so. No. no, I'm not saying he's not going to have any issues, but on the subject of Johnson, I love him at safety. Yeah, I do too. I mean, that's honestly, that's like one of those tiny little things like in basketball where they say like, you know, jump straight up and then you have the replay and the guy put his arms forward, you know what I mean? Or he was, was a little slanted this way. It just jumps straight up. That's how you don't get that call. You know right. what I mean? And especially mm -hmm. if it's a situation where if he just jumped straight up and didn't make whatever movement, it still would have been – he's the guy still would have missed the shot. That's basically what that is. If he just half his arms, right, mm -hmm. okay, the guy was already not going to get it. He didn't have to make the extension to still make that happen, okay? Right, just right. half that arm instead of fully extending, you don't get the call. Because mm -hmm. the ref is basically – he's looking – once those arms extend, he's like, oh, yeah, that's it. He's not even thinking about anything or how bad it was or what. It, he sees the arm extend. He's like, that's textbook. That's it. I don't even have to guess on this one. His arms are extended on the other guy's body. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, damn it. But that, I mean, but that is, okay, listen, NFL rules are written in such a way to where a guy in a black and white striped shirt can look at it, and that's his indicator. Right, from whatever angle he's at. Whatever angle he's at, he knows if this guy has his hands on the other guy's body and his hands are extended. That is true. That's a yep. pass interference. Yeah. And there you have it. And and you'd like to see that called fairly, both sides of the ball, all the time. And it it, it just ain't. It's just it's not. It's not. Not. not it's either. just not. But having said that, let's say this like to thank everybody for tuning in to this Browns fans podcast because you know what it's a it's a it's a badass podcast about a badass team from a badass city 
that's going to do some badass things this season. What you think? Uh, I, I fully agree. Badass. All right. Well, let's hope I'm right. Okay. I really hate yeah, to. Right. Talk I really. Back, I really hate to talk shit and be wrong. <laughs> it's I just. Know, right? It's a pet. <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine. It's anyway. <laughs> Tune in next week when we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns win over the Minnesota Vikings. In the meantime, the in-between time, until it's that time, we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.